Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 832. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 92. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Psalm 92 is a song, a psalm for the Sabbath day. And we'll do that just after a word from this sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. A song for a Sabbath day, and so we're remembering here the Sabbath, that day set aside for the worship of God, Saturday if you're Jewish. We certainly think of it as Sunday in this post-resurrection time period here. It was a very significant change for the church, for the Christian church to change from Saturday to Sunday, but remembering the Lord's Day, that day that Jesus rose from the dead. And it goes like this. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. And how great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. Senseless people do not know, fools do not understand, that though the wicked springs up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are forever exalted. For surely your enemies, Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. They have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. And so we've got this song for Sabbath day. It doesn't really talk a lot about the Sabbath day, but it talks a lot about God. And it talks a lot about the righteous versus the wicked, a popular theme you may have noticed here in the Old Testament. So it starts with, though, what are you going to do on this Sabbath day? You're going to praise God. You're going to praise the Lord. And it is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. It is indeed good. Proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. And I don't think it means your love in the morning and then doing what you want all day and then proclaiming his faithfulness at night. But I think that's that continuation of from morning until evening, proclaiming the love of God and the faithfulness of God, remembering God. And part of what praise is, is to remember what God has done. 
and who God is and the characteristics of God. And and then we're doing this apparently on the 10-string lyre and the melody of the harp. I might be doing that on a guitar instead, or you might be doing that on an organ if you prefer that style of music or a piano, whatever. We don't tend to do it on a harp and lyre, but I think the more important thing is who are we praising and why and when. And so that's all the time and God and because of who he is and what he has done. For you make me glad by your deeds. So we're thinking again about the deeds of God. And of course, the people of God, we'd be thinking about the protection that God had given, that Exodus story often comes up, but other time periods where God has intervened. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. And I think it's interesting to think about what the hands of God has done. And of course, we're using hands here, possibly in literal sense. Jesus had hands in a very similar sense that you and I do, but also in a, in a figurative sense that God the Father doesn't necessarily have hands like you and I do. But what God has done, that God has reached in to his creation and done stuff, that God still reaches into his creation and does stuff. We are not deists as Christians, people who think that God wound up the world like a clockmaker and let it run, but that God is still interacting with those he created and in situations that they find themselves. So the psalmist says, your deeds make me glad. I sing for joy at what your hands have done, that God is still at work, but God also has created everything we see. So what your hands have done then, but also what you're doing now, how great are your work, how great are your works, how profound your thoughts. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And this is something that comes up a lot in the Bible. And God knows more than we know, not just facts and figures and, you know, the the laws of the universe that we haven't figured out yet and all of that stuff, but also what you're thinking, what I'm thinking, and, and where everything is heading. Senseless people do not know, fools do not understand. And we are foolish if we think we do understand. We are foolish sometimes. We are foolish. We do think sometimes we God must think like me. And it's really easy to fall into that trap that, you know, we still think the same, right? You and me, God, rather than, Lord, what do you think in this situation? And arrogance and foolishness, according to the psalmist, when we think we understand the thoughts of God. And though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. So what it says here is that if we look around, we're going to see people who are doing evil that look like they're flourishing just fine. And we see wicked sprunging up like grass. Now, I think here we're talking about that grass that grows whether you want it to or not. And we're talking about grass like a weed, basically. That, And it says, yes, we see that. Yes, that's happening. But it won't be like that forever. That there will be a time when God settles things and people are judged for what they have done and evil will not prosper forever. But you, Lord, are forever exalted. God is forever to be praised, not just in the morning, not just in the evening, but forever. Surely your enemies, Lord, surely your enemies will perish and all the evildoers will be scattered. Who are the enemies of God? Now, Satan, of course, would be something we think about. But we tend to think about those people who are doing the wrong things. 
But the New Testament says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principles and authorities, that those people who are doing the wrong thing are not the enemy, but the battleground. They're the hostages. And it's important for us to remember because if we think that God hates those people, we've missed the point. We've missed the heart of God and we've fallen into that foolishness I was talking about. But I hear that sometimes in the church that we talk about people as if they were the enemy of God. And even those who oppose God are the people who God is in the process of trying to save. They're the project. They're the harvest. They're the prisoners, not the enemy. You exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. Well, that is one of those strange statements here that doesn't make a lot of sense in our time and place. Horn, as we've said, think here of strength. Given me the strength like that of a wild ox. You poured oil on me. You've anointed me. We anoint kings and priests as set apart for the purpose of God. And so when it says you've anointed me is you have anointed me. You have you have made me yours. You have claimed me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears heard the rout of my wicked foes. I don't know that I have a lot of wicked foes. I don't know that as I go through my day, I have a lot of enemies. Some of you may. Certainly that is the situation that some people find themselves in where people are actively oppressing them. And if you feel like those people are your enemies, I can certainly see why you might think that, despite what I was just saying about enemies, that it can feel like that for sure. But the psalmist says, that's not going to go on forever. I'm going to see the defeat of my adversaries. And then the righteous will flourish. And the last here part here, those last four verses here, we talk about the righteous. You know, all of the evil that's been going on that's going to be dealt with. And then what? And then the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And cedars of Lebanon, well-known, tall, straight trees that are growing in Lebanon. They've been known for millennia now. Planted in the house of Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. So we're talking about growing and bearing fruit even in old age, staying fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wickedness in him. And so at the beginning and at the end, we're still praising God because that's what this psalm is all about. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help 
guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.